And we're back. Here we are. Welcome back to Hills and Twos. With our lovely guest here, Aiden Tucker. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, boys. And I think before we start, I should acknowledge that this episode is sponsored by Run Gum. <laughs> yeah, fresh uh, off the Absolutely press. not. Yeah. Well, but uh, big news, Nick Simmons stepping down as CEO. Stepping down about fucking time. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Well. What'd you say your impression of him was at Brooks PR? Oh, we're just going to get right into it. Oh, we're going right for it. Uh, well, I get, I get to choose right now if I want to be controversial or not. Right? This is all on you. This Whatever you want. I mean, I got to respect the dude. I feel like his times are legit. He's his legit times are running. legit. And like Olympic medalist. We can't forget that. Olympic yeah. medalist turned entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you got to respect an Olympic medalist at any level. What do we did? Is there any information on that? I know nothing. Do you know why I know nothing? Why? Because I'm blocked on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. But well, go on with that. Explain that. One. We went into a little bit in the first episode. I just disagree with him on a lot of things, and I let him know on that, and then I uh, I got blocked. So. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was the Travis Scott stuff that. Really yeah, it was. It was the Travis Scott stuff. But enough of Nick Simmons. So you two. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're. <laughs> you two are some Saratoga boys. Yeah, we're from Saratoga. You know, proud proud of our city. Um, just beautiful. I mean, if you haven't been there, seriously, stop on by. Uh, on Common Grounds, if you're not on Common Grounds, where are you? Yeah, plug it right there. Plug it, yeah. It's a spot to be coffee, best bagels in upstate New York. Best. Best uh, bagels in probably the Northeast. Are we <laughs> going to get a little beefier? You want to start a fight on the podcast right now? <laughs> you want to get physical here right now? Uh, do you have the Lumberjack, bro? The lumber. I, if your bagel place is called the Lumberjack, no, you should no. be embarrassed. That's, the sand, that's what the bagel's called. Oh, the Lumberjack? Yeah. yeah I just got a good old-fashioned pork roll, egg, and cheese on a plain bagel. Bacon. Salt, pepper, ketchup, baby. All right. Bacon, sausage. I didn't dig syrup. it when I tried it. I'm not you gonna did, yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask. I'm, I'm sure Matt had you try a few. You didn't like it? No, I don't know. It was like too salty. Like, here, well, I got some common. pork roll in the fridge. We'll chef one up tomorrow morning. I'll get you a good one. I mean, I could try again, but it definitely was different. Like, I, I've never quite had anything like it. It's an acquired taste, for sure. Maybe it's just a New Jersey thing, but yeah, it's just a New Jersey yeah. thing. Speaking of Matt, speaking of Saratoga, and so how far is Saratoga from Syracuse? Two hours, two and a half, two, two hours. Yeah, it's a nice drive. You just get on, what is it? What's the road called? <laughs> I don't know. The road <laughs> that goes good. west. You just stay <laughs> on that the whole time. So was that Amsterdam? Easy money. Was that somewhere you always wanted to go, or what did that decision process look like for you? Yeah. Um. Well, like Syracuse is like, I guess it's. Upstate New York's New York's team. I guess that was like how it was branded. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse like Syracuse basketball has always been a thing. Um, New York Syracuse like is the school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like your your big state. It's like school. a state school. Yeah. 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 And uh, actually, I remember your senior year when you committed. You won feds, and then Syracuse wins nationals 2015 mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Talk about that. What did that feel like? Uh, it, was, it was crazy. I mean. Uh, First time I actually went to campus and, like, checked things out was, like, my sophomore year of high school. Um, I heard, like, a lot of great things. I'd been, uh, like, friends with some of the guys that were, like, on the team at the time, uh, whether it was, like, competing with them, like, in New York or, you know, I had followed Germano, who was uh, running in Albany, and I had been competing against him since I, you know, I was a freshman on my varsity team in Saratoga. And I should we should go back and mention that yeah we both went to Saratoga but we were never teammates no just kind of crazy yeah so you were a senior when I was a freshman I didn't go to Saratoga until sophomore year high school 
But, dude, <laughs> you were the guy in, like, New York at that time. And being I, from Saratoga, like... I remember hearing about you. Being in New Jersey, like, I remember people yeah. being like, Aiden Tucker, that guy is a stud. And this was, like, before I had really transitioned to running distance. And I was this like, was before, no like, running media, too. Yeah, yeah. This was, like, way before that. I'd be going to, like, New York mile split. <laughs> like, and dude, people yeah. you ran. So you... I first heard about you your junior year when you won states against Brannigan with a dip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's dude, crazy. I was in eighth grade. I remember seeing that newspaper... The you outleaning him, I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. He's like in my city. And then like I remember doing a workout like at the Skidmore track and I was running like trying to run my goal mile pace at the time, which was your like two mile pace. And I'm like, how the how is he doing this? It's, it's crazy because yeah. I got a lot of shade for that. For the dip? Uh, for the dip, yeah. Like on Let's Run and like honestly, since this this I have like really not touched Let's Run or the threads because I just can't handle the toxicity. Yeah. Let's run is a dark place. I was going to bring that up later, but we might as well get into it now. I mean, yeah, what why are not? You, what are your boys' thoughts on Let's Run? Well, so people were trying to make it seem like I was a bad person for, for beating Mikey. And, like, I mean, I was just competing at the time, yeah. but it became, like, a controversial thing where people That's were, absurd. like, were going after me for, like, essentially not letting him win. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, there's, there's content there, but, I mean... It's a race, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like a state championship race. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? I love Mikey. met Mikey before. He's a great guy. But your great job guy. is to win the race. Yeah, That's absurd. I mean, and Mikey was legit. I mean, he, he ran like 840s um, his senior year. 842 I mean, at Laux or something. Yeah, crazy. It's absurd. And back then, like 842 back then, especially too. Yes. Like that's a big deal now, but then that's Running a different that in like animal. Matumbos, like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. And like... I don't know. He's the best sport too. Like he, so I literally nice. remember like I beat him, and then he on the on the stand like lifted my hands up, or like was just like essentially celebrating me, and just for people to take it and like spin it some other way, or just like it's just ridiculous. People are adding commentary just to add commentary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of the toxicity of Let's Run, I, I go on there today because of the Drew and Sal's thing from episode one was on there, and for number one, people are saying that. One of the, a few of the people were like, Jack Salisbury needs to get out of college. He's been in college too long. He's using his eligibility from COVID. He's a stud right now. Like, he's an All-American. Like, you're sitting in your mom's basement typing this on Let's Run right now about someone who's faster than you'll ever be. Like, that's what I can't wrap my head around with Let's Run. Like, I used to get shredded on there in high school just because yeah. of, like, the program I ran for. And, and it just, I don't know. It's also, an incredibly yeah. toxic place. Also, they don't know what Sal's went through. Like, he had mono for, yeah. like, two years. Yeah. So he couldn't run. He couldn't catch a break. And then there was COVID and whatever. I mean, yeah. it's just these Twitter figures just sitting in their mama's basement typing on Let's Run. I, I think the idea behind Let's Run, like a forum for us all to be able to speak our minds on something we really care about is a good idea. Yeah, but, but it's so toxic. Anonymous just makes it toxic. Yeah, yeah. you can just say it and not have your name behind it. And there was a thread today that said Molly Seidel was overrated. This was her first like bad marathon she's had. Yeah, she just won a medal. Like I don't, I don't understand how you can say that. It's it's crazy because like, as an athlete, like, you almost get dehumanized. Yeah, like being put on a, a message board of me talked about, um, you know, and you know, there's there's something to maybe, you know, like I, I think it's kind of funny that I'm in Georgetown right now. It's kind of like I'm in enemy, enemy territory, like we may have beef as competitors, but at the end of the day, there's like some level of respect where we might be able to, you know, yeah. I mean, we all talk, talk trash, but yeah. at the same time, we understand that we're all just college kids 
Yeah, we're yeah. all going through the same stuff. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. The discipline it takes to be at this level and run every day, you kind of have to have a mutual respect for yeah. everyone else. That's something those, you know, joggers writing their little threads on Let's Run will never understand, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is what it is, I guess. But, you know, like, I mean, Let's Run's kind of one of those big media conglomerates in running. What are your thoughts on, like, the whole, I mean, running podcasts and running vlogs, kind of the upsurge in that right now? I think it's dope, honestly. Um it takes a lot of, of courage, honestly, to put yourself in this space and also, like, be on the track because, obviously, you know, you're seeing a lot more people do YouTube channels now. Um, you know, to kind of go back to, like, when I was coming up in high school and stuff, like, Instagram was kind of, like, the thing, yeah. right? Like, Instagram was the big thing. You know, maybe, a little like, Twitter kind of was growing at the time. Twitter's now, like, kind of evolved into something very different than it was back in, you know, early 2000s. Definitely, yeah. But um, it's, 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 it's complex because, you know, if, if you're posting and you're getting kind of, like, the reward systems from social media and from, you know, building a base on YouTube and stuff, it can get kind of complex when it comes to, like, performance. And, you know, now you're not just putting yourself, you know, in a, a place, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but essentially, like, when you get on the track, you're putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. And now you're not just doing it competitively and in, like, a competition setting, but you're also doing it in a space where, yeah, you're also just putting yourself out there. Yeah. Socially. It, it op- yeah, you're opening yourself up for crit- critique and um, essentially, like, balancing, I guess, an accountability with yourself. Like, I'm not just going to, like, be trying to do the running thing now, but I'm also going to be trying to sustain, you know, a following or, like... I don't know, content and everything that comes with that. So Expectations yeah. that come with that responsibility. We've had this conversation before, and I was even thinking about this earlier with Charles Hicks. Like, he now going into the YouTube space, and he's he's done a really good job of a lot of growth, and he's, he's selling merchandise now. He's grown well. Yeah. Like you gotta he's, admit. No, he's grown well. But he's Absolutely. getting the results with it, and you got to feel for him. Like, that brings a certain level of expectations and pressure. When you're putting, like, how I run 95-mile weeks, like, videos out there, well, like, those 95-mile weeks have to contribute yeah. to you running fast or no one cares. We we you know? saw that with Spencer Brown a little bit here. Yeah. Like, you can definitely tell he was, like, stressed out going to some it races. Puts, it's weight on your shoulders, I think. Yeah. And he definitely felt that pressure, I feel like, going into some of these races where, you know, if you don't perform well, you're expected to, like, explain why. Like, Molly Seidel, I mean, she didn't really say anything except for the Instagram story. But it's just, like, to be in that position where you have to, like, explain. Like, people have bad races. It just happens. But to, like, have a whole following see that and have to, you know, I don't know. Some people just don't understand. Bad races happen. It's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Like, you get the opportunity to show the process and to you know create transparency which i think is really awesome for the sport but at the same time like it comes with the expectations it comes with the weight of carrying not just you know your own expectations but everything that comes with your following and people that are expecting you to do this and that and keep posting even when you know shit's not going yeah when it's not pretty yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean kind of on that topic of expectations going back to your your time at syracuse what did that build up going into 2016 look like coming off of 2015 you know were, like were the expectations there what did that feel like yeah, coming as a freshman yeah yeah what did you feel like like knowing what had just happened before your time there and what was about to happen yeah it was uh it was a really really cool opportunity for me because I went from you know what I wanted in Syracuse was like a really great team I felt like 
I had an awesome opportunity in Saratoga. I, I got to be a part of really cool teams. My freshman year, we won this, the state championship. Um, and I always felt that, like, being around like-minded individuals, you know, just elevated my performances and just made the process way more fun. Um, and I'm just, like, a, I'm a social person, especially, like, in practice. So, like, having an atmosphere um, like that was something that I was really looking forward to. And, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't know that they would uh, win in 2015 when I committed, but you could sense that there was something going on. Was there, there like, was a, a good culture kind of surrounding them? You could feel that? 100%, yeah. And, like, you could just tell in the way that those guys talked, like, when I went on a visit and just, like, hearing from them over text, like, there was a confidence in the air. Like, they, could, they knew that there was something special brewing there. And so, like, that's what I was very attracted to. And so, you know, 2016, like, there was definitely an expectation, but also there was experience and there was kind of a way of going about things that made it very easy for me to kind of get onboarded. And, like, I was a young guy. Like, there weren't many expectations on me. Um, but I also had expectations for myself. Like, you know, I I really wanted to be good and I wanted to contribute right off the bat. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What was um? You know, what did the leadership kind of look like? I mean, you guys obviously had guys like Justin on the team. What what did that look like from top to bottom? Yeah, it was really cool because I felt like there was a, a diversity of individuals there. Like, you know, it was just a stud group. Like, top down, we had guys that could run under fourteen minutes in the five k that weren't even like making the top seven essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was like, you know, Justin's like a very uh, charismatic and like high energy individual um in practice and like you know colin was more of like a stoic you know grinder type and so like there was a really cool diversity of of people that when you got it together like everybody's kind of playing their part whether it was that's like cool yeah. providing like emotional support for the guys or like different bringing characters. the energy or bringing consistency yeah and i think that's something people don't often see or understand about running is that the emotional side of it is mm -hmm. I, equally as important, if not more important than the physical training side of it. Like you need people on your team or even yourself to be able to maintain like some emotional stability because the sport is so many ups and downs. Yeah. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree no, with well, that. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like the emotional side is like 90% of it. Just being able to like train and like have a healthy mental mindset or mental, I don't know, point of view on running, it's, like, so important. And if you can't do that, then it's, like, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, for sure. And it sounds so simple, but it's but it's definitely not. But it is not. It is there's, not. there's levels to this shit. But so kind of walk us through how you guys go from, you know, two-time national champs to then you transition into steeple. Were you always a steepler, or was that something that you had kind of looked into later? Yeah, so kind of going back to my high school team, my, I think I want to say it was eighth grade. I was trying to make the sectional team for outdoor track, and I was in like a runoff for the 4 by against uh, my teammate at the time, Gavin Gaynor, who ended yeah. up going to NC State. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, I First Princeton and then NC yeah, State. Yeah. Um, and like he was a stud, we were in a, a runoff for the 4 by and I didn't make the team. And so the coach was like, oh, we're just going to, like, try you out in the steeple. So me at, like, and I, I want, maybe this was freshman this year. This was freshman year. This was freshman year. Yeah. Not eighth grade. Um, no, you like, ran, yeah, you set, like, state record freshman year. I remember that. Or I remember seeing that somewhere. And I was, like, probably four foot 
nothing like <laughs> like honestly and like we just kind of tried some barriers out and then i just jumped into it and i think i, I think i made the state qualifier meet um which was like a super big deal for me at the time yeah as a um, freshman that's like a big deal make state quals yeah so that's kind of how it got started i think i ran it again at the state meet my junior year and then uh, my freshman year it just kind of i don't think remember exactly how it came to be but it was like yeah we're, we're gonna do this we're gonna try to make uh regionals in the, in the steeple and then you know things got pretty crazy pretty quick that spring <laughs> got you say that's fourth, right? steeple yeah right just uh, to clear like he you got fourth at ncaa's um freshman. my sophomore year. sophomore year okay yeah. would you say that steeple's your your favorite event because i feel like a lot of people like steeple's not their first choice but they find steeple another way like, are you, would you still look at running and be like, oh, the steeple is what I want, what I, what I want to be good at? Yeah, I think generally I want to be, like, a great runner. I, I don't know. I want to run. I want to have range. Like, I love everything from cross to the mile, but there's just something about the steeple and, like, the extra elements and the chaos that, like, is super attractive to me and, like, really gets me going. And I also feel, like, my most confident in many ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, having the steeple in high school, I know a lot of states don't have that. New York has it. Oregon has it, right? I steeple. think so. So, like New Jersey didn't. I'd be interested to see if, like, you know, someone did some research into how many of the best NCA and world steeplers came, or United States steeplers came from states that their high school had yeah. steeple. Mm -hmm. Because New Jersey, I never once saw a steeplechase pit at a track, like at any meet ever. I right. think there was one meet at like a D three school would have it, and like. Some little local teams in our area be like, oh, coach, can I please go run steeplechase? And, like, they go run, like, 11 minutes. And, like, that was that. But yeah. I'd be interesting to see, like, how many of the best steeplers came from steepling states. I feel yeah. like that'd be something to be cool. To I look mean, we have to. two guys, right? We have Parker yeah. Stokes in the background right here, just expert steepler. And, <laughs> and then Aiden here. So, I mean, honestly, I think it definitely helps. Oh, it has to help. It has yeah. to. You get a background in yeah. it, you know. There's a, there's a lot of people that I feel like talk about it and they're like, I can't believe you do that. I'm like. If you tried it out, like you just spent a little bit of time getting comfortable with the barriers, yeah. I'm sure you could do it. No, like, I remember being. Uh, it's not as easy as <laughs> <laughs> No, I remember being in seventh grade and one of the girls at our school ran the steeple and we had like a chapel thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the guy went on, he's like, yep, she ran two miles over barriers. And I'm just like, how do you even finish that? I wasn't even thinking about time. I'm like, to just finish the race is like crazy. So your freshman year, you're saying, yes, you like a little bit of injury issues going into that? Yeah, so I think I first started steepling at UVA. Like, that was the first one I opened up. I ran, like, a 5K earlier that spring. But I started to have, like, pain, like, down by my shin. And we didn't really know what it was. And I got an MRI, and I had a stress fracture in my fibula. And this was, like, going into conference. And the fibula is, like, a non-weight-bearing bone. So we're just, like... All right, well, like, you're in good shape. Like, go things for are, it. yeah, why Send not? It. We'll just go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up just, like, kind of just popping ibuprofen before workouts. And, like, essentially I get second at conference to uh, Edwin Kabichi, who yeah. ends up being the NCAA champ. And, like, things just kind of kept clicking, like, that spring. And I still had this shit going on. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I couldn't stop. Yeah, like, you're I, rolling Yeah, there. I was rolling. So, like... I don't know how it happened, but I went from running, I want to say, like, 8.54 at, like, conference. Like, nothing crazy to 
running 839 at regionals and making nationals. And that was your freshman year. You and said. that was my freshman okay. year. Yeah. And I like things just kind of like kept evolving and like the ball was rolling, but I, I ran that like whole spring with that going on. And like, it really kind of opened the doors to like what I thought could be possible in the event. And also just like, I don't know, it was, it was crazy. It was like crazy spring. And I, don't know, I had a lot of fun, even with like, the little issue like that. Yeah. I mean, speaking of what's possible, you know, kind of where do you want to go? What, what are your goals with that? Yeah. Um, this spring, I can, uh, my, my main focus is going to be the steeple. I, I like, I'm just essentially dying to get back to running like low eight thirties and I want to make it to USA's again. Um, I haven't run a PB since like 2019. Um, I had two femoral stress fractures. Those um, are brutal. Yeah. Like one in the spring, spring of 20 i can't even I, like from the last couple of years just like, <laughs> with covid the, <laughs> yeah. years, the years don't even make sense anymore um but essentially like it, it's been kind of a a struggle to get back into the rhythm of like consistent training and like just feeling like myself but um i really feel like i've come around the last year or so um i've got like the most consistent training under my belt like i'm having fun with it again so like i just want to get in good races this spring um i've got pen coming up after this weekend and just big like, steeple down there yeah that feels loaded yeah it's, it's gonna be a stud field uh definitely like one of the best races i'm gonna be in in like so long so i'm pretty excited to take advantage of the opportunity yeah. and uh just mix it up and and then this weekend the, the reason you're here in dc yeah. is i'm driving down to uva yeah, yeah. uh and the steeple there to open things up so should be a good good feel with uh, against this guy right here. Yeah, <laughs> let's put a little wager down right now. <laughs> Can we get some bets going. Right now? <laughs> I don't know if that's an NCAA violation or not, but you know, Nick Simmons would be a fan of that. Yeah, honestly. I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> hey, he's a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about the United States steeplechase scene right now? Because I feel like a lot of people would argue it. It's one of the weaker events professionally. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. I feel like that's a common thing compared be- on the world stage. Com- compared to the world, because there's been it's like Jager's been a lock to make world teams, right? But then, like, you got guys like Don Cabral. Um, you got, like, guys like Travis Mahoney. Still ru- who Don are, Cabral's Well, running. he actually moved up to the marathon. But I'm just saying historically. Uh, yeah. Like, Travis Mahoney, who's a great guy, great runner. Don't get me wrong. But comparatively to, like, the guys, you know, of his equivalency in, like, the 10K and 5K, I feel like the range is just a little bit different. What do you think about that? Well, I think, like, there's a lot of young studs that are coming up. I mean, there's just such a difference, though, between – know like 830s and sub 820 yeah. like yeah that's just and it's such a big difference and like we just haven't really seen the depth i think i'm gonna make a bet right now i think top two at nca steeple this year will be in the top three at usa's yeah i definitely agree that the steeple is the young man's race nowadays where it used to not be we kind of in the 15 i mean we saw like Hawker and Nagus. I yeah. think that's going to be the steeple this year. Similar. Yeah. yeah. Any name specifically? Anyone you think is going to be any good? Parker Stokes. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> He's was, in the I, room. It took you way too long for me to bait you into that one there. <laughs> I'm like, is it Parker Stokes? Hey, maybe I'll hop, maybe I'll hop in the steeple. Yeah. As we were saying, tomorrow is the one year anniversary of my first ever steeplechase yeah. and my only ever steeplechase. How did that go? How did the water pit go? The first water pit? Yeah. Well, the first water pit is way deeper than you ever think it is. And as I was <laughs> beginning to explain earlier, 
you know the feeling when you like step, you're walking down the stairs and you think there's going to be a stair, but there's not. Like when you're at the bottom. And you're like, So you step Jesus. too long. Yeah. Well, that's what I did. And then just my ankle just went like, and then yeah. I, I keep going. I'm like, oh, I got a hurdle again. And you had two and a half K to go. Yeah. I'm like, I got a hurdle. It was the first water pit. I'm like, I got to go again and again. I get to 2K. I, I tell Bonds, I'm like, my ankle. And I just, I just pull out. Yeah. All of a sudden, ever since then, I have been solely an 800 guy. <laughs> Which is, who does that? Who goes steeple? 800. I mean, you, that's like part of the steeple is like, I don't know many steeplers that haven't taken a hard fall. Like, you got to be able to get back up and yeah. like get after again. And it can become like a fear of just like eating it. Or it can just be like, oh, this is a part of the chaos. Like, um, in 20, 2019, it opened up a spot for me when like Brian Barraza like, yeah. that horrible that, fall. That race was absurd. Yeah, it's, it's, it was it was terrible, but, like, that's, happens. that's kind it's of the nature of the, of the sport, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the reason that Jager didn't go sub-8. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Do, you, do you think, from the perspective of a, a steepler, like, do you think that will play a mind game with you as you kind of progress to, you know, more races? Like, do you think Jager's race after that fall, he was terrified of falling? I mean, I, I doubt it, honestly. Like, it's one of those things that, like, it's it's a part of that event that makes it really fun like you're trying to push your body as hard as you can to the furthest spot of exertion while still like trying to find the spot where you're going to be like still able to hurdle the last lap yeah absolutely. and like find that like essentially that red line but with hurdles so yeah. it's just like another element and you know for a dude that that's at that level he's probably had many uh, like different points of failure that he's rebounded from and that's just like built the mentality and makes him the study is yeah for sure um what do you think his career looks like from now on you know it's, it's he's been around for a while he, there's been a lot going on steepling didn't they announce he was going to debut steeple i thought so season? yeah he, he he opened in like 830s oh he did yeah uh at mount sack i want to say yeah yeah did who won the race i think one of his bowerman teammates I'm not positive. We'll, we'll double check on that this, one. Yeah. Put it on we'll, po- we'll pop him on the screen. But um, you, do you think he's still America's best chance at a steeple medal uh, on the world stage? Or is there someone else? I mean, it's hard to doubt the dude, honestly. Yeah, I, you can't. I mean, yeah. he's giving you experience, those results. So much experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can tell you for sure it's definitely not Parker Stokes. Yeah, definitely. I'll yeah. tell you that. Last pick, like, seriously. Oh, he's here right now? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, God. <laughs> um... What do you think about this Bowerman controversy? I've honestly, like, not... I haven't put my head into it too much. Like, I really, like, stay out of the running, like, drama. Yeah, like, the, the gossip. Running the is gossip. a big gossipy yeah. community, which is, Seriously. I mean, literally why we're sitting here, because we're sitting here gossiping yeah. about everyone. <laughs> but it helps us, pays yeah. the bills. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a crazy situation. I don't know how long it's going to stay in the news, but it's been around for... A while. I think they're waiting on Shelby's appeals to come back. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of always been, I've I've consumed like a lot of the Lance Armstrong series, yeah. and so I think that there's probably a lot more parallels to cycling to track and field than we would like to think. We talked about that with Matt and Jack. Um, like, do you think there are a lot of people doping in the sport that you don't know about, like that the public doesn't know about? Do you think there's way more than we know about? It's hard to know, right? Because we're talking you know, U.S. Yeah. yeah, let's talk U.S. for context. What do you think? It, it, I mean, yes, <laughs> yeah, pro- probably right. But like, yeah. I feel like, 
from my perspective as an athlete, it's hard to get involved in the gossip and the drama because then it just is like a built-in excuse. Like, yeah. Oh, like oh, everybody's doping. doping. Yeah. So like, yeah. that's why they're running so fast. fast. It's like, yeah. there's that rumor going around the Newberry Park kids are doping. It's like, no, they're just better. Like they're better than high school kids. So now other high school kids are jealous and they're just stirring the pot that like, yeah. you know, Nico, yeah. not Nico. Uh, what are the Lex high school and Leo Lung, yeah, Colin Solomon. That's yeah. just dumb. Yeah. It's like no high schoolers just shooting, like, shooting no. EPO. <laughs> like, and that absurd. rumor, that Sean Brosnan rumor, he's caught. Somebody said he was allegedly caught smuggling EPO. Yeah, that is a joke. What? <laughs> that doesn't happen. And they're letting him, they're letting him just around children, coach children. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Oh, oh, no, watch out for Newberry Park. Yeah. <laughs> also, with the doping on the U.S., it's not, they're no, it's gray area. Those who are doing it, it's definitely great. Well, that's like the, that comes down to the Oregon Project issue is like the gray area. It's like how far into the gray area can you go before it's unethical but also illegal? Mm-hmm. You know? And like supplements, right? Yeah. It's like we were talking about carnitine before. Like carnitine is legal until you take a certain amount of it and then it's illegal. Yeah. So you just get right up to that threshold. Yeah. And then you're chilling. But yeah. I mean, that's that gray area. And that's where you can debate if that's ethical or not. But it, you know, it, it's in the laws. Like, it's the letter yeah. of the law. It is legal. So, I guess something we asked um, our other guests that we had on before, is there a runner out there that you want to race specifically? Is there someone that you're like, I want to race him? doesn't have to be bad blood. <laughs> All right. It can be. People took the other one as bad blood. doesn't have to be bad blood. Someone you want to race and someone you want to beat. I mean, he's in the room right now. Like, Parker, like, I I cannot have beef with, with a, a guy from the same region. That, like, honestly, he's been blowing it up the last couple of years. Like, it's definitely been motivating to me. Like, so I'm pretty excited to race him this weekend, honestly. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Again, maybe on the side we'll make a little <laughs> non-monetary bet for anyone from the NCAA yeah. watching. Anyone but, not in college right now will be making bets separately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go into that context or we leave that for another episode? Another episode. All right. Well, I think, that, I think we're all set there, right? Well, thank you so much, Aiden. We wish you the best. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to see where you guys take yeah. this. It'll be should be been fun. cool. It's been it's been a good time. You're yeah. on the train early, so hopefully it pans out. Hell yeah. You can brag early about investment. us. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah.